once again. Danny Hicks is here a day early because the movie and sports department is having a holiday tomorrow. Do join him on Facebook Live right now for some sports and all. We need you. We need your expertise, don't we, Danny? Hello. Yeah, probably be a busman's holiday. There's so much good sport going on. I'll uh, I'll be sat in front of the box, no doubt, uh, <laughs> basking in it all. Certainly tomorrow evening, you know, we've got Wimbledon. It's great yes, British summer ones. sport time, isn't it? We've got Wimbledon. We've got the British Grand Prix this weekend. We've got another Test match cricket. But first up, uh, I'll talk about Wimbledon. Obviously, uh, continues today, day four, down there in SW19. All eyes really on uh, Rafa Nadal. Um, won the first two Grand Slams of the year, as we said, 22 Grand Slams now, uh, two ahead of his great rivals, Novak Djokovic, Roger Federer. Roger Federer not there, of course, with injury, and we don't know if we'll ever see him back. We did see Serena Williams back yep. for the first time in a year. How was that? She's pushing 41 now, but she went out in the first round. Um, not unexpected. She hasn't played singles in... You know, Katso, an epic game, actually, uh, against uh, an unheralded... She could still be pretty much 99% of the world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't look, uh, you know, who would at the age of 40, 41 look as fit and as lithe as they once did? I mean, none of us do. But she's still got the game and she's yeah. great for the game. And I think, you know, we, we need to cherish these stars because they're not going to be around for much longer and we'll, we'll miss them when they're gone for good, like Federer like Serena Williams, and like Rafa Nadal. He's up on centre court today, second up against Ricardo Sparankis, second seed. And the draws opened up nicely for Nadal, going for uh, what would be the third leg of a calendar Grand Slam to win all four majors in the same season, not been done in the men's game since Rod Laver way back in, you know, the 60s. So Rod Laver did it twice. That's how immense his his game was at the time. I mean, he did it twice. won all four majors in the same year. And none of the, for all their great feats, the big three, you know, uh, Djokovic, Federer and Nadal, none of them have ever won all four majors in, they've all come close. They've all won two or three majors in a season, but none of them won all four. Could this be, you know, could this be Nadal's year to do it? The draws opened up nicely for him because Matteo Berrettini, the big hitting Italian who won the Queen's warm-up on grass, he had to pull out through COVID this week, unfortunately. And then uh, Felix Auger-Aliassime, we got the French, uh, got very deep in, in Grand Slams earlier this year, the young Canadian. He's He's gone already. Grass doesn't seem to suit his game. Hmm. So it really opened up and really only Stefano Sissipas of the top players standing in, in Nadal's way in that half of the draw to a potential final against Novak Djokovic. Can't play Djokovic the number one seed until the final. Nadal seeding number two. So we're... We'll be looking at it later. Other matches today to look out for. Coco Golf. We've got the French Open final, of course. Still only a teenager. Seems to have been around forever. The young American. Very eloquent. Very very eloquent, I should say. Uh, always interesting to hear her speak on a, on a variety of subjects, from Black Lives Matter to, to uh, you know, anything going on in tennis. She's up against uh, Buzanescu of Romania today. And uh, I think one to keep an eye on, simply because you He's like a car crash. You can't take his, your eyes off him. Nick Kyrgios, uh, the Australian, will be uh, playing Filip Krajanovic out on number two call. Kyrgios already had a run-in with the crowds. I mean, the British crowds at Wimbledon are the most polite and respectful <laughs> in the world, but Kyrgios <laughs> seems to think they're out of order. Um, for someone who's quite often out of order on court himself, I mean, it's, it's quite a statement to make, but uh, Kyrgios will be out there, bound to be controversy, bound to be mutterings to himself, bound to be arguments with the line judge line judges and umpire so uh, never dull moment with Nick Kyrgios and of course he does have a game that is suited to grass and he could go deep in the tournament he got it got to the semi-finals with a couple of grass court events in the runner mm. he has beaten Nadal 
at Wimbledon before. I mean, he is no mug on grass, Nick Kyrgios. And if he gets fired up in his games on, you know, he's always interesting to watch. So I'll be keeping an eye on that. But last night, we said goodbye, not surprisingly, to Emma Raducanu, the US Open champion, the great British hope is, again, sort of failed to go follow up on her US Open success last year, a surprise US Open success going out in the second round. But she had a trouble build up with injury and now she can concentrate, I guess, on a, a defence at uh, Flushing Meadow at the tail end of August. Um, but a shame also from the British point of view, Andy Murray went out and it's his earliest exit in a Wimbledon ever second round. Lost to the big serving, big hitting John Eisner. Um, really fired up Andy Murray. Don't forget he's got a replacement hip. He's got all, he's had all sorts of injury troubles. He's now 35, 36. He says he won't retire after the game, after losing to John Eisner. John Eisner, I thought, was fantastic. And not not only on court, the way he played and the, the, the respect he gains from opponents around the world, mm. but for what he said afterwards on court. And this is what he had to say about Andy Murray. I am uh, most definitely uh, not a better tennis player than Andy Murray. I might have just been a little bit better than him today. It was an incredible honor to play him on this court in front of this crowd. Um, so the age I'm at now, I need to relish these moments. Um, this was one of the biggest wins of my career, just given the atmosphere. It was fantastic. You guys were awesome and super respectful, so I appreciate that. And to, to play as well as I did against one of uh, our greatest players ever, Andy Murray, was um, a huge accomplishment for me. He's a massive inspiration to each one of us uh, in the locker room, and we're so lucky to still have him around. Yeah, we are lucky to have the likes of Andy Murray still around, you know, considering what he's been through, considering... Was it three years ago? I I was at a tearful press conference at the Australian Open when he announced he was done with tennis. He couldn't go on. He was in so much pain from his hip. Just to see him back and playing and enjoying life again, it's great and it's great for British tennis. One of one of the all time greats, as as uh, John Isler so graciously said there. So uh, shame we won't be seeing any more of him at Wimbledon this year. But plenty to look forward to. As I say, Nadal today, Djokovic in the other half of the draw. The women's is wide open as well. You know, with the likes of Osaka not there. And, uh, you know, apart from Mirga Schwantek, I mean, she's playing today. 37 wins in a row she's going for if she wins today. I mean, she's been unbelievable since Ash Barty retired, mm. who, of course, was, would have been the defending champion had she not retired, the Australian. Let's just chuck in the comments from our viewers, our viewing panel here, Danny. A couple of bits and yeah. pieces flying around. Tommy, bye-bye, Andy. Nice to bow out gracefully and look after yeah. your hotel. Anne tells us that Tour de France starts tomorrow. She says, sad yeah. to see Mark Cavendish wasn't given a place, though. And Greg says, pity we lost uh, Berrettini. He was my pick for a possible win. Yeah, I think Berrettini was a lot of people's favourites after the way he's played on grass recently and, of course, gone deep in a lot of slams recently, not, not least the, the Wimbledon last year was the runner-up. So, um, real shame to lose him to COVID. Tour de France, yes, starts this weekend in Denmark, as it, you know, the Tour, tour de France in Denmark. Of course it is. They know their bacon. Um, <laughs> and uh, let, let go or let's go for, for Denmark and uh, the Tour de France. Oh, oh, we'll talk about the Tour de France as we get into it. It lasts for three weeks. It's one of my highlights of sport in summer. I love watching it late at night here. And, uh, you know, no Mark Cavendish, as you say, but Geraint Thomas will be in it. And uh, there are is some British interest, but Pogacar is the favourite. And, uh, oh, well, we'll, uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. We'll uh, get I'll get that. more into yep. that as the weeks go on. But we've got, you know, talking of racing, we've got a big race at Silverstone this weekend, the British Grand Prix. I think it's one of the best Grand Prix in the world. It's always exciting. It's always uh, 
amazing crowds there. Um, I love the circuit at Silverstone. I love watching it. It's a real spectacle. It's the you know it's one of it's good old fashioned fast racing, <laughs> um, thrills and spills. And Max Verstappen, you know, leading the championship. Red Bull on a high. They've won the last six Grand Prix. Verstappen won has won five of them. You know, the the Ferrari challenge seems to have faded away again. But he's going for. He's never won at Silverstone. He's going for his first. Uh, British Grand Prix this weekend. And he's also hoping to banish the memory of what happened 12 months ago. These are critical corners for this Grand Prix. Hamilton's going to try again, this time on the inside, a continent touch! Verstappen is out of the race, and that's a big crash into Cops! Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen coming together. Hamilton continues on. Charles Leclerc now leads the British Grand Prix. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> uh, Hamilton there uh, clashed. Yeah. Yeah, that, that should have woke everyone up if they weren't already. Um, yeah, the commentary from Sky, Martin Brundle and, uh, and David Croft there. But uh, yeah, uh, Hamilton and, and Verstappen clashing on the very first lap. Verstappen into the barriers at Cops, out of the race. Hamilton limping back to the pits with, with damage, but uh, a red flag. They were able to repair the damage. Hamilton got a 10-second penalty, stop-go penalty during the race for uh, his part in that uh, incident that took Verstappen out, but he still came back and won the race. A fantastic overtake with uh, second to last lap of Leclerc, who led from that moment till almost the end of the race. Hamilton won. Uh, can it happen again? I don't know. Hamilton, you know, he got he got a third place, his best result of the season in Canada, didn't he, in, in the last race. And there are signs that Mercedes are getting over this bouncing problem and all the rest of it. You have two British drivers, Mercedes, at Silverstone, crowd behind them. Who's to say they won't give uh, Max a run for his money this weekend? I think it's going to be fantastic to see. Can I chuck something in, Denny? Um, yeah. This is really cool. I want to say hi to Colin, who's just written to us on email, and he says hi from Finland at the World oh. Masters Athletics Champs. Hong Kong have a team of six Masters athletes competing. He says today... Uh, Peter Lamb competes M55 100 metre semi finals. Jackie Ho, it's a big local sports fan, Colin, you see? Yeah. Um, uh, Jackie Ho, M60 800 metre semi finals. He says later in the week, Mike, Mike Powell, USA, age 58, competes oh, yeah. in the long jump. Mike is still the Former world, world champion. holder. Yeah. World, One, he's still the world record holder. Brilliant, yeah. Colin. Thank you so much for getting in touch and listening. Wonderful weather, he says. Mike Powell had that famous duel with Carl Lewis in the World Championships in, what, 1992, where he set the world record. Yeah. I mean, quite astonishing. And he's still going at 58 <laughs> in the Masters. Oh, that's uh, unbelievable. And uh, gives hope to the rest of us who are, might be in our 50s, doesn't it, that something might happen. So good luck to all the Hong Kong athletes in that. That's fantastic. Good news. But back at, coming back to Silverstone, just saying, you know, uh, Lewis Hamilton is on a 10-race uh, streak where he hasn't won. I mean, that's the longest of his career, would you believe, since he started out in, what was it, 2007. He's never gone 10 races without a win, so he's looking to break that. Yeah. But, you know, it all depends on this car, doesn't it? But if Mercedes can get it right, you know, George Russell was the only driver who's finished in the top five in every single race this season. If Mercedes can get it right... I mean, it would be a great wake-up call for Red Bull, I think, but also it would be a fantastic achievement for the drug. You know, a 1-2 for Mercedes, the first one this season at Silverstone. doesn't bear thinking about no. it. Uh, you know, George Russell, who, you know, will have, will have been going to Silverstone, so he's a little kid. I mean, it's going to be a big weekend for him. He's finally in the Mercedes seat. He's finally got a chance of doing something. He's never been on the podium, not in Formula 1 anyway at Silverstone. He's been talking about what it would mean to be on the podium this weekend. Every driver loves going to great circuits. Every driver loves going to 
country that the fans are so excited and so supportive of, of the sport and every driver loves their home race and for me I feel like I've got the three in one so yeah, it's going to be huge So the all important timings uh, free practice one tomorrow uh, first practice eight o'clock our time and second practice eleven o'clock then on Saturday we've got practice at seven o'clock our time qualifying at ten o'clock and a race on Sunday will be ten o'clock Sunday night and if that's not enough for you Wimbledon and the British Grand Prix this weekend yeah there's the fifth test in cricket between India and England uh, at uh, Edgebaston. It's fifth test, I hear you say. Well, they played four last <laughs> summer, and then the fifth at Old Trafford was cancelled uh, or postponed because of COVID. And here are India back to play it. Now, England weren't very good last year. Now they're quite good. They've beaten New Zealand 3-0, <laughs> the world champions. They've uh, drubbed them 3-0 and looked full of confidence, unbelievably so. India have got some problems. Their captain, Rohit Sharma, has gone down with COVID. He's touch and go to start. They're, they're going to make a decision on him in the last minute. Anyway, 6 o'clock tomorrow night from yep. Edgebaston, if you're a cricket fan. England have just been amazing to watch these last two or three weeks, and uh, I've enjoyed every minute of the Test Series against New Zealand. I'm hoping for more of the same against India. India, very, very good, of course. And, uh, you know, England on you know on the crest of a wave at the moment, so it's going to be a fantastic little one-off match, I think. that. And then England have got South Africa to come later in the summer. But if you're a rugby fan, and a lot of us are here in Hong Kong, um, it's a big weekend of rugby as well. Saturday is going to, my day is going to be consumed Saturday. There are three test matches in our part of the world or in our region or our time zone. We've got Japan v France kicking off at uh, about 1.55 p.m. in the afternoon, our time. Japan, the last World Cup host against France, the next World Cup host next year. So that's going to be intriguing. France, Six Nation champions. Japan, you know, always got the... Got the World Cup quarterfinals last time at home, and so they're no mugs. So it's going to be interesting to see how France pitch up. There's a heat wave in Japan at the moment. There is. It was 30, 36 yesterday. Well, 40, 40 plus in some places. So, I mean, how are the French going to cope with that? No way. Intriguing. That will be followed by uh, the All Blacks against Ireland. Uh, team's just been named this morning. Um, first of three tests, uh, Eden Park, Auckland. That's at five past three our time. That's going to be massive. You know, Ireland have beaten the All Blacks three out of the last five times they played them, but they've never beaten them in New Zealand. So they're looking to put that right starting tomorrow. Though they're, they're sort of second string, string 15 lost to the Maori All Blacks last night, but that doesn't really have any bearing on the test. The full strength side will be out. COVID in the New Zealand camp this week. They've lost three players and four coaches are sidelined with COVID. So a bit of disruption of their build up. Um, but that probably just fire them up to be even harder and tougher. Who knows? And then we round off the evening at five to six our time, Australia v England from Perth. Uh, Eddie Jones going back to Australia with the England side, and he's got a fantastic record against the, the country of his birth. Under under Eddie Jones, England have, n- have won all eight tests they've played against Australia. However, they were abjectly poor in the Six Nations. They got drubbed by the Barbarians in a warm-up uh, a couple of weeks ago, and Australia will fancy their chances of getting some revenge over the old enemy and Eddie Jones as well. So uh, a big weekend of rugby coming up, a big weekend of tennis, a big weekend of Formula One, and a bit of cricket. Time to blow up, Danny. Meet you next Friday after 11 here on The Morning Brew. Bye-bye for now.